Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. It's Kirsty and Isaac here. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about what you should be doing right now to make sure you're setting yourself up for success in 2022 and beyond on Amazon, because you'll never know what you need to do to be impactful if you don't create the game plan now. Yeah, that's right. So most of us don't even start thinking about, you know, the next year. Well, obviously next year is 2022, right? So let's say that 2022 until after New Year's, right? Because nobody is really thinking about building plans or forecasts or anything like that. And the problem with that is that it leads to creating a business built on reacting to stuff and reacting to problems as opposed to being proactive about how to grow the business. So the problem is if you're only reacting to the problems in your business, you're always going to struggle to grow it because you aren't putting any effort into the growth activities. Now, when I say any effort, what I mean is, of course, you're going to put effort in, but you're always going to be probably six months behind where you could be. It's kind of like that momentum, right? It's, it's for some reason, I think what we tend to do is as humans is we go, I'm going to wait until the end of Christmas, put my feet up for a bit, a couple of weeks and relax. And then I'll start again in January, right? But really what we want to do is start building that momentum now so that in January, you can put your feet up over Christmas by all means, but you're not starting again in January. You're literally just pouring more fuel into the business and uh, stuff's happening. Because as we know, in uh, especially in an inventory-based business, and the majority of us are getting stuff from China, that kind of manufacturing tends to stop <laughs> around that time of year, yeah. right? So if you don't have any plans in place, chances are your, your business is going to stop for that quarter as well. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about these core things about basically being able to plan properly for the next year. So number one is setting the goals for actually what you want to achieve, um, especially in revenue in 2022 by month and year. Then you want to essentially plan out what projects are actually going to help you hit these goals, right? Could be launching new products, could be a new channel, whatever that is. Then you want to execute the plan by breaking down the 2022 plan into four 90-day plans, right? Because again, what we think we're going to achieve by the end of next year, we need to figure out what we need to do now to be able to make that happen. And then you want to be able to analyze your cash flow and also your time to make sure that you can reasonably achieve their goals, achieve your goals as well. If you can't physically do it on your own or with the team that you have now, you have to be thinking about, well, who else do I need to get in the business? that I can leverage to help me hit those plans as well. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's one thing to think about, you know, I think the, the, the only plan or forecast that most people have is I want to sell more next year. It's like, well, that's a great plan. How do you plan on doing that? I'm not planning on doing that. It's just going to happen. Well, good for you. You're the only person that has no planning involved and it'll just happen for you. Awesome. So, you know, that's not how it works. Unfortunately, what we need to do is we need to first set that goal or the business in 22. So we actually need to say, okay, how much revenue do we want to have for that whole year for the whole business? Right. And then also what profit do we want to have for that? And then we kind of need to reverse engineer the whole year. So think of what you're on track to do for this year currently. So, I mean, this will probably air November, early November, something like that. You'll probably have 10 months of, of data to say, okay, look, here's where I'm at. Here's where I probably can pace myself. If I just show a little bit of increases in November and December or whatever, 
and then say, that's what I want. And then if you just say, maybe, you know, think of something that may be hard, but not impossible to achieve for the next year. So maybe you say, I want to do 25% increase. Now you don't know how you're going to do it yet, but just think this is a reasonable number. So if you're doing, you know, a million dollars this year and you want to get to a million, million and 250,000, so a million and a quarter million. So 25% increase for the next year. Just say, okay, I want to increase by 25%. So 1.25 million is what I want for uh, 2022. Cool. That's where you want a baseline. Now, a lot of people will say, well, isn't 25% kind of small, you know, whatever. Some people might have 40% or 80% growth. That's fine. Just whatever you think is achievable, that's going to be hard, but not impossible, right? So like, you don't just say, hey, I'm going to pick 300% increase. Well, I'm going to go from a million to 4 million or whatever. Like that's, that's pretty difficult to do or a million to 3 million or anything like that pretty difficult to do unless you have a really, really good business model plan, cash flow, a lot of team members, all that stuff, right? So you want to figure that out. Whatever your, your goal is, increase it, put that for profit and for revenue so that way you can understand it. Then you want to fill out like a sales goal for each product by month. So January, what is that product going to do? You know, what's product one going to do? What's product two going to do? Same thing for February. However many products you got, put a game plan together for how many sales are going to do. Now you're probably going to think if you're going to do an increase for the whole business. And, you know, if you're looking back to your last, so 2021's January, will you have an increase for each product, right? So will product one increase from 2022 or, you know, from 2021 to 2022? It probably could because you have more reviews. You might have better ranking. You might have a better optimized PPC campaign or something like that. You have better strategies, right? So potentially you could get 10, 20% lift in each product each month. And that, that should maybe get you close to your goal, right? So that's good. So map that all out. So understand that this is going into a spreadsheet. So get a product-based spreadsheet to help you fill this out. It's going to do revenue and profit goals for each of each month of 2022, right? Also use the product or use the spreadsheet to add up the products data for each month to see what the monthly goals are for the whole business. So what is, if you have 10 products, what do all 10 products equal for January? What are they equal for February? What are they equal for March and so on through the year? Then obviously use the formulas in that spreadsheet to help add up the months to see what it's going to do for the annual totals, right? Here's what the profit for 2022 is going to be based on my projections of all my current products. Here's what my sales revenue is going to be for all my products in 2022. Then what you have to do is say, did it hit my goal? Like if I just keep all my current products, will it hit my growth goal? So maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to reasonably conceive that I can get 15% increase next year on all my products just because I'm going to have be in a better position. I have better optimized campaigns, got more reviews and that's 15%. So like I'm going to get 15% better sales. Well, that's still not the whole business of 25%, right? So you're probably going to need to add something into where you're going, right? So consider if your current products can be optimized well enough to hit your forecast. So can you just optimize these products better? Or do you need to add more products to the brand to actually achieve that gap between your current forecast and what your growth goal is? Yeah. And, you know, that's really kind of basically putting a, or we like to reverse engineer what, you know, what the goal is to then how you're actually going to achieve that goal. Right. So, you know, even though you want it to be realistic, you don't want it to be so easy that literally, you know, you don't, unless that's what you really want, right? You just want to stay the same, right? Um, But most people want to grow. They want to feel like they're growing. So if you're one of those people and you want to grow, then set yourself a target that's a little bit of a stretch. 
because that's going to help you think differently in the business. If you literally just want to do the same thing and pull the money out, then that's totally fine as well. But you also need to think about what could go wrong in the business. What are the things that could kind of come and hit me sideways so that at least you're prepared for that as well, right? So again, it's really based on what your journey is, but just think about, okay, well, um, it's not just a one and done and then put your feet up and, you know, it's all going to stay the same, right? Yeah, and as I always say, if you're trying to maintain, the only thing you can do from there is go down. Yeah. Right. So like you always want to try to grow because if something does go down, at least something else is trying to pull it back up. Yeah, totally. And that's when we start to lose sight of what's going on in the business. And then the holes, well, the leaky bucket appears and then the massive hole appears. Right. So it's really important to set what the revenue and profit targets are, because then what you're going to do is reverse engineer what you've currently got going on in the business and what else you could do to actually hit the goals, right? So um, as you said, you know, really looking at what your current products are doing. So review your current business, you know, can you get any more out of the products that you currently have? Is there any problems with the current products? Is there any products that you've got hanging around in the business that actually aren't doing anything? So um, what's the reason for that? Is it because they're too expensive? All that other stuff, right? So you really want to be able to figure out, well, which ones am I moving forward with? Which ones are kind of a anchor for me? And what do I need to get rid of? And what do I need to keep, right? That's kind of the first thing you should do. Then if your current product forecasts don't get you to your goal, you want to add in more products, right? So generally that's usually what happens is we go, well, these are my assets. I can probably get more out of product X and Y, but now I'm going to intentionally launch under, underneath my brand uh three or more, three or four more products, right? Mm. And so even if you don't know what the product is going to be yet, don't even worry about that. We want to kind of put some benchmarks in place. Do you want, how many units do you want it to sell? On average, even if we're not going too crazy, we could say, let's find a product that gets us 15 units per day and sells at an average price of, I don't know, $15 and an average profitability of 40%. And then say, well, reasonably, when would I be able to launch these products? So if you're starting right now, chances are you'll probably be able to launch one, say, in February, right? And so you can launch one in February. How long does it normally take you to go through a launch process? Maybe, what, three months, three or four months? So you want to do one at a time. Like we said in a previous episode, I think it was maybe last episode or a couple Mm -hmm. of episodes before, be intentional about your growth. Understand how much money you have in the business understand how much time you've got in the business. If you say, I'm going to launch five products all in February, do you really have the time, the budget and the energy to be able to do that, right? So just be honest with yourself uh, about this. And if you currently don't have a great process around it, probably not a great idea to do it all at once. So that's what I did with my first ever million dollars, right? I was like, okay, I had one product that was going great. It was doing uh, 30 units a day at the time. The average selling price was, say, 20 bucks, I think. And the average profit margin was 40%. And I said, if I just got more of these types of products, what, when would I get hit a million? And I put them in every quarter because I thought reasonably I should be able to do that. And then I realized that within like, you know, four products, I would get to a million bucks or four or five products, I would get to a million. And I literally then found the products that were going to get me to those goals based on some of the previous podcasts that we've done around, you know, how do you find products that actually fit the goal? Yeah. So that's literally what, what you want to do. And then with that, with your spreadsheet, with your forecasting spreadsheet, 
you just basically say, well, when am I going to hit either that 15 units a day or the 30 units a day that you're trying to hit? First month, likely it's going to be maybe say five to 10 units a day. And then the second month might be uh, 15 to 20. And then in the third month, you might get to 30 units a day. And then you can kind of like plot that out basically as a frame of reference to say, well, reasonably, I know with my previous experience, this is usually kind of what happens. And um, you're literally planning out when you're going to hit the, the sales targets that uh, you, you need to hit. That's obviously one way to grow. Another way to grow could be then looking into different marketplaces. So that could uh, that's another key way that we've grown our businesses as well, right? But we've made sure that we've got some really good traction first in the first marketplace and then look to a marketplace that would give us um, kind of an easy way to launch, if you like, not too complex and don't try and do it all at once, right? The idea would not essentially be, yeah, I'm going to launch the whole of Europe, all of my products all at once, right? Pick one that makes the most sense. So we would recommend doing the market research in whichever market you're looking, you're looking at to see if it's actually a viable opportunity. Just because it sells really well in the US doesn't mean to say it's going to sell well in Germany. Or it doesn't mean to say it's going to sell that well in the UK. Also, there are other things that come along with that. So VAT registration, different pricing. So you just need to make sure that you're going to make similar profit margins or even better profit margins in those areas. You need to look at the fees, the compliance, the tax issues that, that comes with that. And usually this process takes around two to four months to get cleared to have the ability to sell in a new market. So we would definitely recommend working with a professional, you know, someone who really specializes in compliance and tax to be able to get this done properly because now especially these days it is a lot more stringent around how you can actually launch into these marketplaces and you also don't want to make sure that you're kind of stuffing yourself when it comes to paying VAT and taxes and all this other stuff right so don't just add another market into your head right you know it's like yeah I'm going to launch in Europe okay well what does that actually mean? Which products are going to be the best? Or if you're in Europe, yeah, I'm going to launch in the US. Again, do the same due diligence. Which products, how much is it going to cost you to launch there? Also, how many units are you likely to do? What's the pricing like? What does the profitability look like? So it's kind of doing all the same work, but in a different marketplace. Again, gone are the days, I think, where you just do a global, um, what do they call that thing when you do it on Amazon now? Oh, sell globally. Yeah. Sell globally. Yeah. And you uh, flick of a switch, all of a sudden you've doubled your business in all these marketplaces. Yeah. It, it kind of just doesn't work that way and you'll end up in trouble down the track. So again, be intentional and plan it out. But it is still a great way to be able to, to grow your business if you do it properly with the right metrics. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, yeah, sure, you can set up your account on Amazon for all that stuff. But it's, if you start sending product in and you're not compliant with that country's legal codes and, and all that stuff that you need to do, especially tax, you're going to get shut down pretty quickly and Amazon's not going to defend you because they're like, you have all the ownership of this business. All we're giving you the opportunity to sell on our platform. That doesn't mean you can avoid taxes. doesn't mean you can avoid compliances or fees or anything like that. You have to actually do all that stuff. So Amazon will 100% even tell you like in the setup, like what's your VAT, what's your import number and all that stuff. And you have to be able to put that in. You know, obviously if you live within those countries and say you're in England and you still want to sell in the UK, market, well, then it's not as complicated. But when you sell into the US, it's the same thing for us when we sell in, in the UK. So 
yeah, don't just jump in there and think like, oh, hey, you know what? In my forecast, I'm going to sell next month in the UK and then the next month in Germany. Like, it's not going to happen that quickly. It does take some time to, first of all, figure out the product viability. Second of all, the compliance and the taxes and all that stuff. And then just getting the account set up and then shipping goods over there, right? Like the shipping might take 30 to 60 days alone because if you have inventory in the US, you're likely not going to send that to the UK at a cost effective you know, shipping rate cost or whatever, that's going to make it viable over there. So you're going to have to get it manufactured as well and then ship it from your from your factory, either in China or wherever you get a factory, your factory uh, manufactured products at. So there is lots of other things to do. And, and it's not just as easy as, like, oh yeah, I'll just do that. So lots of planning for sure. And then obviously once you know how many products you need to launch to hit your sales goal or what markets you want to expand into, you need to build quarterly action plans. And this is something, I don't care what business you do, you need quarterly action plans because, you know, just because you say, okay, I'm going to hit this stuff by the end of 2022. If you're not working on it on January one, you're not going to hit your goal. Most likely like most people are like, well, I'm just going to wait till it really matters like quarter four of, of 2022 to focus on, on that. Right. Well, no, like if you haven't built up the plan this whole time in quarters one through three, you're not going to hit your goals for quarter four. So you got to break down each product or project that you want to launch or any actions that you have uh, into a 90-day plan to make it actionable. So what what I like to do is I start with the main 90-day plan. So as you said, you wanted to launch a product each quarter, right? So let's just say you're going to launch a product each quarter for 2022. Main goal for quarter one, launch product X in the U.S. market. I got my goal. That's my main 90-day goal. All right. Then what I need to do is think of what in the next 30 days do I need to start to get this project moving forward? So I've got my 90-day goal, and then I've got to plan out, okay, first I need to talk to suppliers. Well, first thing I need to probably do is identify what the product is, right? Because I don't know what the product is. I need to find product ideas, and then I need to research them on Amazon, look at the competition, analyze my budgets and all the costs and everything, and see which ones are viable. Then I want to narrow that down and prioritize which which product I'm going to go with, and then start um, you know, sourcing it with suppliers and all that stuff. So those are my 30 day plans, right? So I got to break all that stuff down. Then once I start, maybe pick maybe say I picked a manufacturer and got it in process, in the process of being manufactured. Then in my 60 day goals are the stuff that I need to do once I know what the product is, or, you know, it's, it's reliant or sequentially going to happen after the stuff from the 30 days. So that's when I can set up my listing. I can set up my PPC. I can get my keywords all that other stuff that, you know, I wouldn't be able to do before I knew the product and got it in, in the manufacturing process. So those are the things that if I was thinking just new product, that would be a good 90 day plan. There's a lot of other stuff that might fit within that plan, but those are kind of like the high level things just to give you an idea of what a 90 day plan looks like for a lot of Amazon sellers. That is a very standard 90 day plan. Now, if it is like, I need to, you know, check my metrics and optimize my current products to get to, you know, increase them by X percent, like 7% or whatever. Okay. So in that, that 90 day plan is optimize listings, current listings and current products to get X amount of more sales X 7% or whatever. So then you say, okay, in the 30 day plan, you're uh, checking your metrics, analyzing what's not working. Is it sessions? Is it conversion? Is it reviews are low? Is your price too high? Um, maybe you got bad reviews recently that are dragging your conversion rate down or something like that. You can find this stuff out if you're checking your metrics. What's your search keyword ranking, right? If your keyword ranking's not high on page one or 
even on page one, you're probably missing out on a lot of organic sales. So you need to figure out what you need to optimize, right? Once you figure that out, then you build out the 60-day plan. So the 30-day plan is the analysis, maybe. And then maybe the 60-day plan is fixing stuff. So now that I've identified it's my keyword and my, so my keyword ranking is low and my conversion rate's low. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna optimize my listing and then I'm gonna send traffic to that keyword on Amazon through PPC. Might even do like a, a relaunch through a relaunch service. I'm not sure. But you can build those plans out once you know what the issues are. So 30-day plan is the research. 60-day plan is the execution. 90-day plan is basically trying to get that result just by optimizing the, the execution part. So those are very typical 90-day plans. You can build them out every single quarter. And if you don't, you're probably not going to hit that, that annual goal of profitability and sales that you achieved or that you set forth and want to achieve for that year. And it's no different for 2022 than it was for 2021 or 2020 or any other year. It's just that you have to plan this out now because you're going to have only a couple of months to actually start executing it starting on January 1st. Yeah. And I would say that, um, I mean, this is, this is what we do with people day in and day out. Right. And, um, we actually, if you, if you sat, sat here and listening to this and you're like, you know, I might need some help with that because I don't even know where to start when it comes to like looking at the metrics and stuff. One thing um, that we like to do is actually give you a game plan. I like to call it my coffee date, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's always good to kind of like get a second opinion. And maybe, you know, if we were going to go out for coffee, this is exactly what I'd be doing. I'll be saying to you, okay, well, where are you currently at? Where do you want to go? And let me have a look at your metrics right now and then kind of see um, what's going on in the business. And I can point you in the right direction and get you a game plan for your next 90 days, basically. So yep. if anybody's sat on the call today and they're like, yeah, I would actually like some help with that. You can just email me at realvipcoach at gmail.com. And I am going to ask you some questions. If you're brand new and you're like, well, I don't even, I haven't got any metrics yet. Um, one thing that I can do is actually sit down and go, well, what do you want? You know, what do you want your goals to be in 2022, right? Because yeah. you still have to plan this stuff out to be able to get there. And I can point you in the right direction. So yeah, make sure you and also email me that. You can tell them whether it's reasonable or not. Because yeah, oh, I have no business, but I want a million dollar business by the end of 2022. Probably not that reasonable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially because that's another thing I'd look at is, you know, what's your budget? How much have you got to spend? What's your time frame? All that kind of stuff that really comes into the next section that we're going to talk about, which is your resources and what we call the enablers to see if you can actually achieve everything. Because as you just said, I'm starting from scratch from nothing and I want uh, $20,000 in income per month in six months. You'd be surprised at how many people actually say that to me. And I go, okay, it's not an unreasonable goal, but the time frame is totally unreasonable based on where you're currently at and coming from nowhere, right? Yeah, okay. what your resources are. What your resources are. So just because people have told you that you can have a million dollar a month business on Amazon or 2 million, 10 million, whatever that is, and it's totally possible. It doesn't mean to say you're going to get that in the first six months of the business or 12 months or even three years, right? Because it really depends on how much resources you've got within the business itself and how much time you've got because time is a resource. So if you're just starting out in the business, that's one core thing that you need to be thinking about is how much budget do I have to start the business? And we've got previous podcasts to, to talk about this as well. And reasonably, you know, it's going to take, even with coaching and, and, you know, some form of training, it's going to take you at least six months to get a product a workable product 
live on Amazon. And that's if you're kind of motoring, right? I would say, right? Because it takes time. You know, you don't think of a product and magically it arrives at Amazon and it starts selling, right? You know, there's things for you to understand and learn. And, you know, we would say for your first product and your first getting started in your business, you want to do this intentionally. You want to understand the, the stuff. You want to have the experience. Now, if you've already got a business, you want to review your business financials and see if you've got enough cash flow in the business to achieve the growth projects that you've put out there in 2022. So for instance, some of you might go, yeah, I want to get off Amazon, right? Or I want to do a many chat funnel, or I want to do Google ads or whatever that is, right? Which that's totally fine. However, if you don't have enough cash coming in on your main business yet, and or you don't have the time, you don't have any idea how to do it, you don't know anybody else that's done it reasonably, that is a whole other thing that you need to achieve and do. And if you haven't got cash flow, you know, coming in every month that makes sense and you feel comfortable with, does it make sense to then try and do a whole other new business model? When you don't have the time, you don't have the money, you don't have the expertise and all that other stuff, right? So we're not saying don't be ambitious, We're just saying just be reasonable with yourself when it comes to putting the money, time and resources where it needs to be to be able to grow and get you to the goal the quickest way for you. Yeah, I mean, if you can simplify your processes and make yourself really, really good at those things, stay in that lane until you've got that thing like going really well, like you just said, because as soon as you try to create two lanes or three lanes or four lanes for yourself, you find yourself being stretched really thin and cash flow usually goes with it, which means then the business growth goes out the door. Yeah. And we asked um, Ezra Firestone this the other, the other week, right, when we interviewed him. And he is a massive business guy, um, e-commerce guy, hasn't really leveraged Amazon necessarily. He's actually gone the other route and gone Shop- Shopify, which is what a lot of us Amazon sellers want to do. But he just said, if, if, you're, if you're on Amazon, just do Amazon, right? Like yeah. stick in the lane that you've started because there are ways to make that profitable. And so until you've got that flowing through, it doesn't make any sense yet to, to do something else. Like you said, and that's from, if you don't take it from us, take it from someone who's actually in that other lane and yeah. has actually kind of said that. Also think, do you have enough time in your business to do everything? So we still work with a, a lot of people that still have a full-time job and they've got a $3 million a year business on Amazon, right? So it is possible but they leverage, they bring people into the business. They actually love their job. So they love doing what they're doing. And they, you know, they may have some awesome financial thing that comes with that as well. But they also love building this thing on the side, but they know they can't get $3 million business by just trying to figure it all out themselves, especially as they're starting to scale to that level. So that's the key thing you need to think about. Can I do this all by myself with the time that I've got? So we're not saying you have to quit your job. We're not saying that you have to magically magic more time from thin air because guess what you can find other people to help you in the business to do that yeah when so, you said all by myself it just bring that, that song oh that song. <laughs> like, <can't remember. laughs> i know i was thinking bridget jones with that because it was a <laughs> never seen bridget jones but oh, yeah. have you not? Yeah. yeah she's on the couch like drinking and just eating. <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah um so yeah, you don't need to do it all, all by yourself. You can get other people to help you, right? So that needs to be part of the plan. Um, also, are you willing and able to commit to the growth strategies as well? Now, I know that sounds a bit 
well, what does that mean? Of course I am. But sometimes we're just not that bothered, right? And we might think we need to drive for something because that's what society tells us to do or that's what our spouse or whoever. But if that's the case and you're not really up for it, it ain't going to work, right? So you have to be very true to yourself and say, do I actually want to achieve this or not? And that's the key thing that's going to keep you moving forward. Yeah, usually the internal drive has to come before the external drive can even make that work, right? So like if yeah. other people are telling you, you got to be successful at something. I, if, if you're like me, I'm just like, no, I, I don't want to listen to you. I'll do it for myself. But the only time I'd ever listen to them is if I start doing it myself. And then they come up with like, like, I guess, helpful, supportive criticism, right? That's when I look externally, not for those people who are, you know, telling me I need to do things because that's what they expect of it. Or once I get to a certain level, they're like, oh, you got lucky. Like every, every external thing is usually the opposite of what you should be doing unless yeah. it's in a supportive way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, if, you know, like we, we, we kind of keep coming back to this, but you can make a business as big as you want to make it, mm-hmm. but there are going to be sacrifices that come along with that risks that come along with that things that you need to do to achieve those things. If you don't want it enough, then that's when you're going to start to become in conflict with yourself around it. And so it's okay to have a business that is profitable, which it should be profitable. There's no point in running a business that's not profitable, right? But if it's not doing 30 grand a month in profit or 20 grand or whatever that is, if it gives you enough to achieve the goal that you want to achieve, that is totally okay. Just don't run a business that's not making any money because you might as well just set fire to your thousand dollars or whatever. Right. So just don't do that. (laughs) But saying that you want something and you don't really want it, it's only going to cause problems for you later down the track. So just get very clear on that. Actually, you know, right now coming into the end of the year and stuff, it's a good time to reflect on that stuff because, you know, as humans, we're in that time cycle and a lot of us are like, where am I going at the end of the year? Did I achieve what I wanted to achieve and all that other stuff? So just kind of get in touch with that a little bit as well, because that's going to really give you the drive to grow the business. And then once you've kind of sorted all that out, you just say, what do I need to do to inject into my business to help me achieve the growth that I'm forecasting? So is it the money? Is it the people? Is it the processes? Is it the time? What is it that's really going to get you to achieve what you what the plan that you've put in place because we can all write a plan we can all write an amazing plan but again if you're not if your heart's not in it and you're you can't create the room or the money or whatever you need to to achieve that plan it's not going to happen either so just again understand what's needed to be able to achieve the plan because you're always then going to feel like you're never gonna you're never successful right yeah yeah i mean for me you know I think that the idea is if if you, especially if you're too, like if you're driven, but you're not like bothered to do the work, like, you know, personally, you and I are are very driven, but we don't want to always do the work, right? Find people who are willing to do the work that you can then pay them because your time is what's valuable to you. And the business can provide you time as long as the, the, the income's coming in. But if it's not growing because you're not choosing to use employees or or bring in, you know, help, then you're probably not going to grow because not only do you want the time, but you want the money. So 
if you're like, I don't want to do those things because they take too much time, get somebody to do them. Like that's, that's how you grow the business without understanding anything about drive for yourself. Like if you just know, I don't want to do that, get somebody to do it. That's like the very first thing I always think is like, how can I, how can I not do this because I don't want to <laughs> like, yeah, let me write out a system drive, and then let me get somebody. Yeah. For it. I mean, drive is very different to um, doing stuff. Right. So yeah. having the drive, because basically if you're, you're the owner of the business. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have drive to grow the business, you're not going to get the right people in to do the yeah. stuff that you should you're not going to grow the business. Yeah, Exactly. So you do need the drive. Um, and you need the foresight to to hire the right people to leverage your time in the business. Yep. Because as a CEO of the business, you don't want to be the one writing the emails and doing all this other stuff, right? Like back to the, you know, doing all the customer returns and all this other stuff. That just is not a great use of your time. So you have to have the drive, but you, will, you, also, you have to have the drive enough to be able to bring the right people into the business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you if you are stubborn and say I can't bring people in or I won't bring people in because it's not making X amount of dollars or I don't have enough time to fill, like that's usually the two things. I don't have enough money from the business or there's not enough stuff for people to do if I hire them. You'll find stuff. Trust me. Like you'll find more and more things that you don't want to do that'll free up your time to actually drive the growth of the business, and that's when you can actually really drive the business forward. So yeah, I mean, I don't know how many ways we can say it. Cause we've said it probably a hundred different ways in 86 episodes now or 87 episodes now, but uh, you need help in the business. You can't be the only person doing everything because it won't grow. So um, let's recap about this episode and kind of how you should be protecting and projecting yourself in 2022. So the first thing is set goals for what you actually want to achieve for revenue in 2022 by month and year. So what's the goal for the year? Well, how do you want to break that down by month? Because not all months are equal, right? And if you have sales forecasts or sales actual history of data for like 2021 and 2020, then you're going to know like December is not the same as March or July. They're very different months for sales, right? Then the next thing you want to do is plan out what projects are going to help you hit those goals. So is it new products? Is it new marketplaces or whatever? Step three is basically executing the plan by breaking the 2022 plan, the whole year plan into four 90-day plans. So, you know, quarterly action plans. And then you also want to analyze your cash flow, your time, and just recheck your personal drive and your, your, your desire to really want to hit those goals. If that goal isn't something you want to hit, what are the goals you want to hit? Make sure that you're aligned with the business goals. And then obviously, if, if you need help understanding what your goals are, or how to get it, definitely, you know, uh, as Kirstie was mentioning, you can reach out via email, just email realvipcoach at gmail.com to understand what this is even about. Like you can just talk to her specifically and she'll help you understand that and, and build that for your business. So remember guys, now that you're on with this information, it's your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. Also to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to feel your lifestyle, head to goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.